Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever in the world you are. You are listening to Courageous Self Love, the official podcast for the self love revolution. This is season two, Financial Fridays. I'm your host, Amelia Fortes, self love coach and healer. My co host is here with me, EJ Gilliard. Say what's up. Hey, hey, what's up? Good morning, everyone. So if you're new here, um, just we wanted to do Financial Fridays for first time and new investors because we just didn't like the kind of information or misinformation, we should say, that's out there. Um, And not only that, there's misinformation, but also there's not a lot of places that are merging, handling the emotions of money and the healing of money along with the strategy and the actions that need to be taken. So we wanted to change that, didn't we, EJ? <laughs> Absolutely, we did. Because, you know, that's true. There's a lot of places that you can you can find tutorials, you can find walkthroughs on how to do a whole lot of things in the, in the, uh, in the financial world. But a lot of times they just don't tell you a lot about how you should feel or, or what you will feel, you know, and going into this process and that people are caught off guard and then they just completely stop because like, like, whoa, whoa, I'm not, I don't think I was ready for this uh, kind of experience quite yet, you know? So that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Yeah. We really want to set the right expectations and this is our third episode so far. And I know in our last episode, we talked about social media investing and how people get this FOMO fear of missing out and they get swirled up in this hype and emotions of what they're seeing online without really um, knowing the details of, excuse me, why they're doing what they're doing or what their goals are. And investing is not a one size fits all thing. So if that's a topic that interests you, definitely check out episode two and episode one as well. We just laid the foundation for the show. Um, and talked about our gripes about how school did not teach us what we needed to know about money. And we're here to change that. We're here to rectify that. (laughs) Absolutely. Because, you know, um, fortunately, yeah, we didn't learn a lot of these principles and a lot of these things in our government econ classes in in high school, you know, or even let alone sometimes in in college, you know, people go to trade school to learn certain things. But um, a lot of people are struggling with understanding credit, you know, financial literacy, like understanding like what it really means to invest. And I feel like we don't learn these things until like our later 20s and early 30s, you know, type types. And then also sometimes even then, it's still hard to get a lot of good information because it's very, very selective. And then also, um, you know, if you're not paying top dollar to learn it, um, a lot of times it's slim pickings trying to find out who to mentor, who, who to get to mentor you, you know? So yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting, even in, like you said, even in college twenties and thirties, the thing is, cause then we all feel ashamed that we don't know enough. So we're actually learning like in the shadows because no one, no one feels confident enough to be like, yo, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) And unless you majored in finance or you actually took elective accounting classes and things like that, you probably won't know what you're doing like for your whole adult life until unless you actually (laughs) like seriously though. And, And that's why our parents if you didn't learn it from your parents, then you just keep passing on bad information and bad habits right. about money. And that's why we're so passionate about correcting that. Um, yeah. So I'm so excited that you're here. Um, and just so you know, we're, we're recording this live on the stereo app and we've got people listening live. So I just want to shout y'all out. Those of you listening live, showing us love. You can interact with us if you'd like by clicking that um, send an audio message and we'll play yes. your message right here live on the air and respond and those of you listening on the replay itunes spotify stitcher thank you so much for listening give us a five star rating subscribe to the show we're just so happy you're here and yes just take the moment to congratulate yourself like y'all are unique you're really wanting to take control of your financial future wanting to find the right information wanting to educate yourselves and get the support that you need so Big ups to you, too. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, in case you didn't know, EJ and I are hosting, if if you really love this show, 
we're hosting Financial Friday workshops on Zoom that you can actually sign up for and work with us live and get that real-time support for you know how to make your first investment or your next investment, what investment you should be making, and then of course, he, the healing and dealing with the emotions that come up around money. So you'll get a holistic solution at our Financial Friday workshop. So if you want to come yes. to that, definitely go to ameliafortes.com slash events. If you are unable to find that, find EJ or I on Instagram and DM us and we'll, we'll get you the information you need. Absolutely. We're just grateful that y'all are able to make it today and, uh, you know, as well. Again, like she said, it's recording. So if you do have a friend or family that's looking to, um, you know, kind of go through the same thing, then definitely feel free to share the same information as well. We'd be glad to uh, have them in. Absolutely. So let's get into today's super juicy topic, should we, EJ? Okay, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and I know that our listeners will be like the whole gamut, right? People that have no idea what the heck is going on and other people that kind of know and then other people that are deep into it. So um, I'm just going to like, so basically the market, something very interesting happened in the market <laughs> this week. And so yes. if you are not in the know, and even if you are in the know, just EJ, can you like, well, I want, first we need to just at least say like what, in a nutshell, what happened? And then I definitely want to know from your perspective, EJ, like what have you seen has been the reaction of like the people in your world and in your network and what's been going on? So yeah. first in a nutshell, what the heck happened this week? And if you're listening <laughs> to a recording, this is um, January, the week of January 25th, 2021. And today is January 29th, 2021. So, so some of y'all already know, but yeah, what the heck happened this week? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, a lot of things, when people want to look into finding things to invest into, they don't look for like the older, not ancient, but more, you know, old school companies. You don't, you don't really hear too much about anymore. Um, what happened this week was we had a lot of uh, older companies and older stocks, you know, really make some strides. So, for example, um, a, a, a company like GameStop. Um, a, a very, very popular um, gaming company was really, really catching stride in the stock market. And a lot of people um, sparked that attention just to GameStop only because of what's been taking place with different um, drives through the price with the retail traders. So a lot of the market's movement was based off of retail traders, um, which is what I am. Um, I'm considered a retail trader. We actually place independent orders in the market um, freely. You know, uh, we don't work for institutions. And so we actually have the ability to trade on a TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, um, you know, any other brokerage app and then or even just platform. And we can place a, a buy order or a you know, we can short the market if you want to. And so what happened was, you know, a lot of the way the market prices drive is based off of volume, based off of supply and demand. And the, what happened, the price of GameStop drove through the roof from, I believe, the $20 low to somewhere close to $480, I believe was the high. Um, and so what, what caused that again is the power of volume, the power of, um, retail traders is what is currently who I am and what millions of other people are as well in the world. So bringing that together, that caused a lot of buzz, a lot of controversy. And now a lot of older companies, older industries like the telecommunications industry, like Nokia um, and, and other corporations. AMC, um, BlackBerry. AMC. Yeah. You know, a lot of companies. Blackberry. Don't too much Remember here. Blackberry? Black, yeah. Blackberry. You know, these companies are, are catching stride all because of different reports that are going on online, different articles, and then uh, people were talking about, you know, Reddit and how people were starting to complain in terms of certain platforms getting ready to uh, close, and uh, that was the biggest part. The biggest part on everything was institutions caught wind of a lot of the things going on in the market, and now not just institutions, but like larger, big top-tier investors of the world, you know, I'm not going to like name drop, but like the top-tier big wigs right. of the world went in 
and said, you know, they're starting to make a little bit too much money now. And then sooner or later, a lot of these large trading platforms started to close down, like a Robinhood or TD Ameritrade. They didn't close down the entire platform, but they closed down trading on specific things like a GameStop or Nokia or AMC. They went ahead and discontinued those. So now you have millions of people to the thousands of people who are invested into those holdings are now kind of like, what the hell? What, what just happened to my holding? Like, where, where did my where did my mm-hmm. stock and, and these things go? So the people who bought the stock, like, I mean, two or three days ago, who, who were pending to, to get their orders fulfilled, then those were put on hold or those were declined or canceled. So now you have a huge class action lawsuit to Robinhood for a lot of the things that took place all because of the fact that there was too much money being dished out to the, the regular people, the regular people, you know, you know, honestly, it's, it's, um, I totally get that the emotions rise are like, there must be so much anger and upset, but it's yes. kind of exciting because this like like people that have never even thought about stocks or trading or investing like now people are talking about it right and yes um and honestly i'm excited because this is definitely like changing the course of everything like everything and i mean gosh we could go into so much down so many rabbit holes but to, for, for me, when I when I look at this situation, I'm like, well, this is the problem with centralized things. Like it's like because now the big wigs are complaining, like, wait, the regular people are making too much money. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, but we were just playing the same exact game y'all play. Right, right. And yeah. you know what? You know what? <laughs> Going back in terms of the emotions, here's the thing about social media. Um, Social media is built off of and driven off of algorithms. Whatever you drive in the most traffic is where a lot of the posts are going to funnel the attention to. Um, and so when you when you deal with people who post like, you know, AMC, hashtag AMC, hashtag GME, hashtag, hashtag uh, K, you know, NOK, that starts to really drive a lot of volume and a lot of traffic to that specific trend or trending topic. So then i have a friend of mine who has the best interest <laughs> at heart but you know they'll say oh i see a lot of people now talking about stocks and now everybody's a stock investor now and so i would rather them talk about that what else what were we talking about before <laughs> you know like you know mm-hmm. at least they're talking about the idea of investing like that's the the most important like you said that's the most important thing so when i think of the emotions um it's it's the it's the fact of I want to be a part of that, you know, like people want to be a part of something. People want to be able to to do something to better their lives. And then when, when this happened, a lot of people went in, started their Robinhood account that didn't have one prior and trusted into that platform to make it happen. And so they initially instilled their trust into that platform by somebody, their cousin or whoever recommended that to them. So that causes a lot of strife at times because you want to put your trust in a platform and then you want to put you want to put your trust in a thing or a market that you've always heard about and then once it it, it breaks down like it did <laughs> you know um that's that's kind of like uh that, that's a that's kind of like baiting you in the market and you know people who don't really have you know knowledge or education on like the market as a whole or like messaging me messaging other people like what's going on i I just put money in now what's what what happened you know and so that that's kind of what happened today and that's what happened really this whole week was a lot of things that took place in the market was based off of impulse and when you're impulsive when you're an impulsive investor um you don't really take the time to really look at the charts and so there was a lot of sporadic movement there's a lot of volatility that took place with everything one at one point gamestop was at $40, $40, then it was at 300 then it went back to 120 then it went to 400 like, you know, it was literally yeah. a roller coaster. And so, yeah, that... We, we got a yeah. message here, let's see. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, good EJ! Morning, guys, Evan here. Um, Evan. Just wanted to jump on and tell you guys I've been listening, and everything that's going on with the stock market this week has been extremely exciting, and I believe it's just the beginning. 
it's crazy. Uh, we're going to see a lot more happening over the next few months and even the next rest of this year with everything in the stock market. But it's a great time and super exciting for all these investors. Yes, Evan. <laughs> yes, uh, Evan. Okay. Yes, that's, that's so absolutely right. Act- that actually brings up a question, right? So I know that a lot of people are upset and freaking out and scared, yet seasoned investors like you and Evan, who, by the way, Evan is also an EJ. So I was like, oh, EJ, EJ, there's two people. <laughs> um, but <Yeah>. Evan. <laughs> so, and you both are seasoned investors, like meaning, I know y'all both are really humble and always like, I got more to learn, but like you've got years and years on some of these folks who are really freaking out. So what's the difference between the people who are freaking out and people like you and Evan who, and me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not even into stocks like that, but I'm excited too. So why are we excited and why are some people freaking out and how do, how do we get from freaking out to excited? (laughs) So, you know, when you first, okay, so this is a simple it's like an analogy almost like you know you start learning how to drive and your mom or your dad takes you out into the highway and says okay let's go onto the ramp and and make sure that you look in all vantage points to make sure that there's no ongoing traffic um and then the moment you get to to trying to shift lanes you you start to kind of shake out and and get cold feet because you want to stay in one lane the whole time and so that's kind of the way I think about new investors. Like, you know, Evan and I, you know, we're, we're going to drive into onto the ramp, you know, with no emotions and, and not worried about these big 18 wheelers getting ready to, to, to clear our path. And, um, you know, we already know that there's going to be an open lane for us. And so for me, investing in the market, um, I'm a little bit more numb to a lot of the things taking place because I understand what it means to diversify you know um and i just put all my eggs in one basket and so um i think for people who are brand new just in the mindset of understanding that there should be um a little sense of exploration when it comes to understanding investing it shouldn't be a um you know this is all my cards on the table kind of a deal you know you want to you want to treat this as um a sort of lifestyle, you know? Um, and so the moment I started treating it as a lifestyle as to, you know, this is my everyday routine that I should want to do and add a part as a part of my life, then that's when things start to happen naturally. So when I, when I understood what it was like to be patient, what it was like to, um, understand certain, certain things that the market is constant, that that's why what you said just now in terms of, um, I'm still wanting to learn certain things and Evan still want to learn more. That's absolutely true because the moment I feel like I've mastered the market, the moment I feel like I've got, uh, you know, everything, like I'm the, I'm the all-knowing sensei guru of the market, then it starts to humble me. Then things like GameStop and things like the crash yeah. from COVID last year in March takes place, you know? So you never want to, you know, you never want to get too high over yourself in the market, but at the, sa- at the same time, still be confident. Still have a sense of confidence that, uh, in what you're getting into um, and, and, and know financially, like, you know, what you're willing to risk, you know, like, you know, this is the old saying, don't risk more than than what you can afford. You know, um, you, you know, you want to still live, you know, you don't want to live beyond your means, but at the same time, you don't want to invest, invest beyond your means. You want to still stay within a certain budget. You still want to, you know, understand what you're willing to risk. Um, it shouldn't be something that you absolutely need at this moment. And so, you know, Evan and I, and of course, you know, that those are things that, I, you know, we have to always keep into account when we get into this world, because you see on TV, you know, <laughs> they paint the picture of the financial world as a very fast paced, very, you know, char- charging, you know, kind of an industry. But it yeah. can also be very sobering, too, if you really know and understand um what all goes into that kind of a industry you know what i mean you know it it, here's the analogy and metaphor that i think of and i know we got a a message here to play but um Mm -hmm. let me just so i think of the weather Mm. and it's so funny to me i'm from new york i'm in new york right now and we all know it snows in new york and sometimes it's really freaking bad and it's always hilarious to me how people react like they're surprised. <laughs> like, oh right. my gosh, the snow is crazy. And it's like, yeah, like every year almost we have right. a crazy snowstorm or right. just like weather, you know. That is a great analogy. Like, nature happens in the stock market, in any market, in any investment. 
shit happens. Right. And if you're going into something, and I heard this this week, and Evan knows because he was there when I heard this, building wealth is a long, slow, boring process. And if you're <laughs> just getting into it over hype and emotions, and actually Evan said this too, like don't make moves based off of hype and emotions. Yeah. And like, don't yeah. go snowboarding without your galoshes and your <laughs> winter coat. Right. Like, you know, like, so it's, and it's, it's just funny because when it comes to money, people get all in their feelings about it. You know, myself included, I'm not excluding yeah. myself. And so that's why we're so passionate about supporting people through, cause I want people to win. I want to yes. win. I want you to win. And, and, and it really bothers me that our educational system still like we should be teaching five-year-olds we should be giving five-year-olds yeah. play money having them play games like um buying things from each other trading like yeah. we, we can teach it from five years old right it doesn't have to be never and for some people it's never like if you were a liberal arts major like you didn't you you can go through your whole life without taking a single financial class not right. only that the financial classes that are out there are also incomplete because they don't teach you about the emotions. They don't teach you about the real life stuff that goes on. Anyway, let's see, I think this might be Evan. Anyway, if, if any of you are listening live and you have a question or a comment, you can totally um, join in. Okay, Evan, How what's up? How historic this is in context is that we typically see companies get bailed out by institutions like um, Berkshire mm. bails out companies all the time that are near bankruptcy. But for the first time we've watched the retail market actually bail out a company and actually push this company and cause momentum for it and i think it's awesome i think it's the beginning of showing the power that we as retail traders can have and it's actually shifting um the balance of power um more so into the hands of the retail traders and it's going to really force institutional trading to really change in a big way i yes. absolutely agree with yes. that as a retail trader, I absolutely agree with that because there is so much power that we hold. You know, kind of how they say every vote counts in the, in, in, in the in the country. You know, every trade counts for a yeah. retail trader. You know, um, and, and just so, for context yeah. for anyone listening who's like, "What the heck does that mean?" So what happened was, so y'all y'all know GameStop. It was like hot when at least EJ and I were like, what when we were in our teens and our right. middle school. GameStop was like the place we would go to get our, uh, to buy and trade our video games, our consoles. And GameStop was hot, like especially when retail was so much hotter. But now it's been going down. They've been shutting down stores after stores after stores um, because of Amazon and, and people just buying things online that like the changing, the changing landscape. And right. these people on Reddit in um, uh, Wall Street Bets, I believe was, is this mm -hmm. thread? Yep. There's like 4 million users on that. And you know, nostalgic millennials like us were like, yo, we gotta save GameStop. <laughs> just like how, um, what Evan just said, how these institutions get bailed out by the government, our tax dollars and yep. all these other things. Yo, I'm getting like hype right now. Yeah. So these regular people like you and I were like, we gotta save GameStop. And so <laughs> they like from $20 to like, 400 plus like are you kidding me right now right. and of course the big institutions were super mad about that but it's mm -hmm. it is exciting um yes. and, you know yes yeah, anyway yeah no that's <laughs> true excited. no i mean i am too and and i think well, just like what you and evan are saying in terms of just um what that means for the average person that opens a you know a, a, a trading platform and wants to start investing and getting into that world this is what this is what we're here for you know and so this it's for us to have a voice in our economy that's really what it boils down to it's it's for us to say hey this is what we have our stake in this is what we believe is going to have great value so you know in a sense you know we, we're you know as, as people who are taxpaying citizens people who um you know you know actually go out and, and vote for who they want in you know in their office you know the things about that is we want to also have a say in terms of what is going on in our economy what's going on in our market you know we don't want to be left clueless you know even in the currency market or crypto you know that's another market that's really been catching stride and so you know i feel like 
when we have a voice in the market, that's when pe- that's when the big wigs start to say, uh, I don't know what's going on here. Let's let's see let's see what we can do to to kind of dim that down. But at, at the same time, if there's enough people, if there's enough of a collective effort to drive through volume in the market, then it's going to make moves and catch strides. That's just the law of the market. And so that's what we saw happen this week, which was absolutely amazing. And it should encourage other new and experienced investors to continue to keep on doing it. Yeah, and that's that's what we're here for. So it's also exciting for us, EJ, because this is these are the people we want to reach, the people that are like reading about this news or seeing these hashtags and being like, yo, what's going on? I want in. But here's the deal. If you want in, don't just like throw your money at things because of fear of missing out or right. because of some tweet that you see, like really learn and for me, I don't know about you, I'd rather learn from people who have been doing it, who actually have the heart to want to help people like us. Um, and I say people like us because I'm a newer investor. Um, and and it's hard to find those people. And here's the deal. And actually, Evan said this the other day in our clubhouse room. The people who are the loudest aren't really the ones that are usually not the ones that actually care about your interests and helping you find out the investments that are right for you. Because here's the deal. You might be hearing this news and being like, what's going on? I want in. But you know what? Maybe stocks like business company stocks is not your bag. Maybe you're more into foreign exchange or crypto or Mm -hmm. real estate or something else. And, you know, the, the thing that I see, the problem that I see out there is that people get into this hype of like, oh yeah, real estate, real estate, real estate. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, do you even like real estate? Like, do you actually like looking at comps and like dealing with like- Yeah, do you understand the labels? Like, oh yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, oh, let me fix and flip because I know someone that fixed and flipped. And it's like, well, do you even enjoy dealing with that stuff? Because I know I don't personally, but there are some people that actually are naturally passionate about you know, finding the right tiles for things and, and, you know, hiring the right contractors. Personally, for me, that's not my deal. Like, I come from computer engineering background, coding. Like, I, back in high school, would be, like, all up in my computer looking at HTML code and things like that. <laughs> so something that has to do with, like, charting, like, the markets, and th- that that's more, like, my kind of nerdiness. So yeah. don't just get into real estate because you're like, oh, yeah, like, real estate is always going to be around. And I know people that, like, do you like it? Is it your personality? <laughs> do Like, do you even, is it something that you would want to invest long, boring hours learning about? <laughs> and that's right. why, for me, like, when I first started dipping into things, I hit up EJ because the foreign exchange and I was like to me I'm a traveler I like learning about different countries talking about currency is exciting to me and that's why for me my toes are dipped and I started with real estate at first until I realized what I'm telling you right now like I don't actually love it um, and I can't even be like grow to love it but when I started talking to EJ about like foreign exchange and now I'm more about crypto I'm like yo Right. Me. right. So that's right. my person. That's what I'm going to dip into. So don't dip into a market just because of fear of missing out. Right. And then you got something more fun to see. Yeah. Oh, someone else. Good morning, host. Very energetic conversation. Um, Robinhood and Coinbase just put restrictions on their cryptocurrency. Thanks to five out to five days mm. after purchase. Um, I guess my question is with Robinhood having to tap into their credit line and get other investors to fund their platform, what would be the ramifications if Robinhood was to file for like a bankruptcy because of the influx of so many new people jumping in? on one particular platform. Mm, you know, that is very interesting because a lot of people are wanting to see what's going to come of this class action lawsuit. A lot of people are going to want to see certain scenarios like that and see what's going to possibly happen because of all these thousands of, of people who have holdings in those in those stocks. You know, um, I would say my thought would be that the ramifications could possibly be 
not a not a buyout, but maybe some sort of a bridge between um, what they're holding, because it's clear that there is there is something that's causing them to want to continue to um, keep people's holdings, I guess, on a standby or pending, because I know a good, a good few people who don't have theirs fully deleted in their holding, but they do have um, they, they have a kind of sort of you could say pending in their holding that they can still see what their portfolio is. Um, in terms of what the outcome could possibly be because of what happened with the credit line or what happened with um, if, the, if the scenario happens of them going bankrupt, that is something that could be left in the air. But I would say, you know, there's got to be a way that they'll possibly look to, you know, make a partnership or or find some way to add, a, add on a platform that's going to allow that holding to withstand, to stay. I think there was a prior platform that had a similar situation, not to this kind of a scale, not to this large scale, but... Um, they had to integrate other other systems to allow that holding to withstand so that there wasn't so many people who lost um, lost their portfolio or lost what they were holding on to. Um, you know, so that's what I would think. Is there something or, or some kind of a system or platform they'd use to integrate to be able to bridge the gap, I guess you could say, and not cause so many different um, so many different restrictions for the future? Because it's clear that Robinhood did not have all their ducks in a row getting everything situated <laughs> for this kind of situation. Um, and so now I'm pretty sure they're roundtabling and looking to see what they can do to integrate um, something that they can prevent that bankruptcy. But that is a great question because that's a possibility that could absolutely happen. Maybe Evan could shed some light on that if he's still tuning in as well. But my thought would be that maybe they're going to integrate something as an add-on that could possibly salvage a lot of those deals because you can see in certain platforms like Google, they actually had to salvage a lot of those negative reviews, actually to the tune of 100,000 reviews that were negative that they had to you know, change. You know, uh, Robin Hood actually had a one star rating because of all the negative reviews. And so um, they're trying to play clean up a little bit, but it's still not looking too too hot right now um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my take on that. Um, it definitely on the legal side, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to see, huh? And yeah, absolutely, Evan, if you have um, some opinion on that as well, feel free to send it on in. And also, and also, is it a higher risk for these new platforms? You know, is it, is it a higher risk for the retail investor? Because these new platforms could probably fail mm. and they shut down. Or is this the beginning of a new technology? I think mm. it's the beginning of a new technology, and these I are was going to say that questions. too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's these are great questions. I, I really appreciate that, and so um, yeah, I, I do think it's a um, you know, well, yeah, Emily, do you want to touch on that or? Um, I mean, I I think it's the beginning of a new technology. I think yeah. I think we we really can't predict. Um, I think a lot of people are shaken up just because it's like, what the heck is going on? But just like anything else, just like everything that was going down in 2020, um, we have to manage our emotions about it. We have to ride the wave. It's kind of like the snowstorm analogy that I said. We're in the middle of a snowstorm that like in, in spring or whatever, you know, like something unprecedented. And, right. but these are really great questions. The fact yes. that these questions are being asked, it, it shows that your head's in the right place and that we're in the right community to handhold each other through it. Cause we really don't know. Um, we can only speculate. We have another message here. I don't know if it's Evan. I personally oh, yeah, think that Robin Hood is in significant trouble because um, this is the first time that Robin Hood has had some issues with their platform that has caused their their customers to actually you know take a hit and you know for the last couple of years they've had some problems with their clearinghouse with even their margin and their system so it's so this is really exposing a lot of things that i think robin hood is going to have to clean up if they want to continue to legitimize themselves as an actual brokerage and an actual mm -hmm. place where yep, traders retail traders can come and target to actually trade and you know like i said if they if they, can, if they can't clean that up, it's going to be a big, big, huge issue for them in the long run. And um, as you said, EJ, they really just wasn't prepared for the volume of everything that's happening. And it's really showing. 
yeah yeah that's true um and going back to um going back to the point um that our, our other our other uh, speaker was talking about um you know, from, 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 yeah dragonfly from the pre- previous question um you know I, I do think that this is the start of a new era in terms of how people are wanting to invest and so if it's not robin robin hood it's going to be another platform it's going to be an e-trade it's going to be a td ameritrade it's going to be a brokerage like a merrill lynch charles Schwab. but a lot of times you know they're seeing what's happening here with robin hood and they're going to work to try to see how they can evolve past those kind of issues so so i would say um yes this is still the great a great time to be looking into um the retail investing side because this is good for a lot of new and seasoned investors who are still looking for that seamless platform. You know, somebody could say, "Hey, man, go and go uh, open up a Robin, go, go open up Robin Hood and start investing into this and into that." But then they're going to say, "Oh, didn't you hear about the crazy thing that happened back in January?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, um, I just think that that's all with understanding your risk and also doing your due diligence and researching like what current issues are you still having you know what i mean and so yeah um yeah and then also yeah i'll speak to that just Mm -hmm. like from a new investor perspective because that's where Mm -hmm. i'm at um because i feel like this question it could be coming from and even if it's not from you dragonfly from other people who are asking similar questions it's like oh so now is doing this bad should i not do it then should i stay away and that's back to what we're talking about handling the emotions of money and understanding that building wealth is a long slow boring process and there will be risks like you know nothing is fail proof and so what ej and i are trying to do with this show and with our workshops is help you as an individual or for your family really identify how do you assess the risk for you not what we yeah. think not what ej thinks not what evan thinks not what you know um i don't know i can't think of those famous investors think grant yeah. cardone i don't know yeah whoever. like a warren buffett like you know for, yeah. exactly for you right and i remember you know and here's the thing when I started looking into all this stuff, and it's hilarious to me because I ask around, I do social polls all the time, like, hey, do you do crypto investing? Do you do this? And like literally so many people talk about it, like, yeah, like I know what I'm talking about. But when I, and this is not throwing shade. To me, this is throwing shade at our educational system. This is not throwing shade at individuals. And I'll ask, I'll dig deeper and ask more questions. And then I'll realize most people don't know what they're doing. They're just, acting like they know what they're doing myself included you know i'm like that too i don't like showing that i don't know what i'm doing but i realize that the more that i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what this is because a lot of people too are like tweeting about this GameStop stuff and i'm like how many people actually know what's going on um my point is nothing's gonna be foolproof fail proof whatever that word is nothing's gonna be guaranteed so how do we help you or how do you help yourself or find the right mentors to help you figure out for you what is the right risk? Because yeah. no app is going to be perfect. Like even Facebook. Facebook has broken down before. Actually, the other day, didn't we all get logged out? That was right. shady. You know, how, <laughs> how many, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's like nothing is fail proof. And I think when we're stuck on these emotions of like, what's a guarantee? Like, well, if you want guarantees, I don't know even if you did something super low risk like a cd even that's not a guarantee because right. that institution is not a guarantee so i mean yeah you know going back to your weather analogy a meteorologist is going to give you the percentage of the likelihood of what could possibly right. happen um there's not a guarantee that it is going to happen it could say there's a 80 to 90 percent chance of rain well yeah now you're going to fully equip yourself to get ready for that 80 to 90 percent chance of rain it's not always going to be guaranteed that it's going to be just that or even just a certain level of inches in snow that they're guaranteeing or, or saying that could possibly take place from like a Doppler radar. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be something that's going to actually take place in New York City, you know, and so it just, it's, it's and even in the market, you know, when you when you see a, an, an analyst or something online or even on social media, it's not guaranteed it's going to always happen. And, and that's why I say, you know, with me, Amelia and, and Evan, a lot of the times um, we want to look at 
um, what we can still improve on in our knowledge to help us better understand, like, how can we better read charts? How can we better understand certain economies of the world and like different industries? And like, what are things that I can still gain more insight on that I probably didn't know yesterday? That's really gonna, that's, right. that's growth. That's investing growth. That's, that's really what I think it is. You know. And I just want to speak, and I know we got another message here. I'll play it in a second. I wish we could know who who's sending it, but um, <laughs> if you're listening to this too, and you're super brand new, and you're just like, "What the heck are they talking about?" Th that's okay. That's totally normal. If you have an interest in diversifying your portfolio, meaning creating multiple streams of income, having your money work for you, not only depending on some paycheck or on some whatever else, this is the place for you. And if you have no clue, that's great. Yes. Get a clue. Start getting clues little by little. I know for me, my fear of having no clue and not wanting to ask questions and not wanting to even take the step has held me back from a long, like from a lot of different things. And I tell you, I said this, I think on our last episode, or I don't remember where I said it, but I remember the first time I bought me some crypto, I literally <laughs> had to have my friend like hold my hand like <laughs> while I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to press the button or like I was like freaking out even just downloading Coinbase and Token Pocket <laughs> and all these apps. And I remember when EJ was showing me the apps to download, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> but that's what we want to help people to do. I want like, but I was also excited because I was freaking out and scared because it was new, but I was also excited because I was like, oh, I'm that bitch. I'm taking control of my financial future. <laughs> So that's what I that's that's why we're here. We want people to feel we want more and more people to feel that excitement, but at the same time, don't let the fear or like the freak out hold you back. You you've got people that wanna help because when we all help each other, when we all grow, when we all get better, oh my gosh, like you saw what like retail investors were able to do in the market. So we can take our power back. We don't have to be slaves to the to the economy anymore. We can we can take control of our future. Right. And, and, and you, oh, oh, you know, I like um, well, I, I, know, I think we have uh, you, we had another message, right? You said, yeah, we had another yeah I'll, let me play it. But yeah, yeah. I agree with the brother and what he's saying. So that also leads to the bigger question, I think, about the other platforms that offer free trading. You know, what is the cost? Is the cost that we as investors or day traders, you know, run that risk of losing everything versus gaining a whole lot? You know, I, you know, you, you're right. Robin Hood is exposing a lot of things to the the new knowledge, to the game, I guess, and I guess we're just going to have to keep up. But also, I wanted to ask, you know, what's to stop the pros from doing the same thing? You know, what's to stop the ones who are in the in the house from manipulating and doing the same thing now that they have this new knowledge? You know what? That is a strong point because just as it's as simple as they put a halt to. Robin Hood's trading to TD Ameritrade's, uh, TD Ameritrade's trading, they could easily do the same thing with other platforms too, um, unless there are certain regulations that change alongside with that. You know, you're talking about the they. Who is the they? You know, I, I think the they is the big wigs. <laughs> you know, they're the <laughs> the they're the ones who kind of see things um, <laughs> from the inside looking out. And so, uh, you know, I, I kind of take it take it as. You know, um, they give us these free platforms because they're retail investors, retail traders who don't necessarily need to have a series seven or 63 or 65 to, to trade at all. Like we don't have to have like institutional requirements to place trades in the market. Like my cousin who is 22 could go out and download the Robinhood app or go and download MetaTrader 4 Coinbase and just start investing from the from the click of a button um, where there's no requirements. And so maybe they they just may have certain membership fees or certain regulations for people who are wanting to be a part or maybe there's something that is going to allow people to um you know to have certain levels of security for their account because kind of how coinbase does coinbase has a two-factor authentication as well as um other certain measures of their security 
to keep their coins. Um, and so if anything was to happen to Coinbase or shut down, you know that something could still be secure. And that's not just Coinbase, it's other platforms too. But um, from the from the snap of a finger, the big wigs, the big wigs is kind of that's it's, it's who they are, you know. Um, they they feel like we're making too much money down here in this market. They're still gonna, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of what what they feel. And so that's kind of how we've been feeling as investors too. Is you know, like what the hell? Like how how did you do this to us? In the moment that we're gaining, the moment we have this capital winning, you know, how could you have, <laughs> you know, closed closed your hand from from the people who are, you know, making these kind of moves for you? You know, it's not just the institutions; it's the actual average people. And so, from what Dragonfly is saying, it's something that can absolutely be another thing in the air because of we're at we're literally at the mercy of the market. We're literally at the mercy of the elites of the world, I guess you could say, um, when it comes to that kind of respect, until, unless there's certain regulations and guidelines um, that will, will go out that will restrict that, which I doubt, because we're talking about the multi-billion, multi-trillion dollar industries of the world and, and investors of the world. Um, the rich are going to get richer first, and then the other classes are going to then get their capital gain. So, um, Isn't that why, yeah. though, something like investing or getting into a smart contract for crypto is something that like, yes. a decentralized is attractive to people because then mm-hmm. it's it's uh, what's I'm not going to use the right terms at all. I'm still learning, y'all. But um, it's like managed by the people, multiple people. There is no centralized institution or company. I mean, that's where I put some of my Ethereum in into a smart contract because right. what was attractive about it to me was it it's it's a program. It's not yep. a company, and and so no, there's no centralized regulation. And so I'm like, hell yeah! And, and um, it's so automated. That's why some people yeah. are getting into that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and especially in this digital world now, where transactions are a lot faster, where transactions are are much more seamless, like i.e. looking at cryptocurrency, which is why crypto is very, very much accepted in the world nowadays, because the transactions are a lot more, um, they're a lot more smooth. And so when you talk about smart contracts, this literally automation that goes into that um, and in the digital world certain institutions love automated transactions they love faster transactions they don't want to have something in limbo forever you know so so when you talk about a payment processor that's going to allow you to make a transaction in a matter of minutes in a matter of an hour that's something that people want and so when you talk about platforms who have integrated crypto like paypal like cash app the reason they do that is because the payment processor likes fast transactions and so that's why smart contracts are also very very key and you're going to be hearing about them a lot in the blockchain world because the blockchain technology for cryptocurrency is this decade's era i will repeat the blockchain is the technology of this decade and 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 now that it's early and it's young people are going to start to get more hip to understanding it now um so yes yes you're absolutely right amelia that's that's something that is very very key um and i'm glad i love that you brought that up i know a thing or two y'all you do (laughs) yes you do (laughs) i remember when i first started learning about smart contracts i it's so funny how i had to it's it's so funny how the conditioning and the teachings that are out there have have my mind molded in a certain way because when I got into this smart contract that I got into and I was learning about it I kept thinking like is this a company like who right. who's making that like because I always like to follow the chain of money to see who really benefits from where I'm putting my money right, and right. I just like the, I had to keep getting reminded like no it's it's a it's a program it's out there like it, it's no one can change it no one it's decentralized and I just was like what does that mean I had to keep like reminding right. myself what that means so I'll, I'll be the voice for the people that don't know much because I just was like oh my gosh this, and it was amazing to me I just was like that is the next era so if yeah. y'all don't know about what we're talking about definitely start to look into that for sure Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. because to me seeing all this stuff blowing up i'm just like you see this is why i don't be trusting companies just <laughs> <laughs> no seriously yeah that's especially true if the chain eventually goes up to those big wigs that we're talking about i was like i would trust them because the minute the people start getting more power they're gonna mm-hmm. 
they're gonna pull some shit like what they just pulled. You're right. You're right. That's we have to start too. wrapping up soon, but I know we got a couple messages. Yeah, here. we got a few more. See yeah. what we got, Evan. I think what this is going to actually create is it's going to create a problem that I think is going to get solved with a new platform that's not mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. conform or yield to yep. the pressure from institutions. And, you know, um, we've seen that with majority of these brokers that exist now is that they're, you know, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but, but they're puppets. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, with everything that's happening right now, I think we're going to see a lot of billionaires that are on the side of the retail traders kind of come together. And somebody's going to create something new that is going to prevent this from probably ever being able to happen again. Right. And that's yeah. a great thing. That's it a is. great thing. It is, yeah. I, I think that's I think that's key. I do think there's going to be a, a platform that's going to come out and say, hey, we saw what happened with Robinhood. Let's try to sit down and come up with a platform that's going to be seamless, something that's going to be, um, that's going to acknowledge these issues, and we're going to make it make it happen right this time. So I, I definitely think, you know, especially now with institutions really, really cracking down on what's being done, like how orders are being put, um, that's going to be something that's going to come out very, very soon. I, I, I can see that happening. I agree. And it's exciting, you know, because I, I always go back to Google, right? Remember when there wasn't Google? There was like like dogpile.com or like Yeah, you know, people were going so, on X Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's exciting. it's in that's why I think I know I'm excited. I know EJ Evan are excited and we might not know what that is yet, but let's let's keep that excitement going. And and maybe while we don't know what the next thing is, this is the perfect time for those of you who are new, first time, or maybe you need to get back into the game. Maybe you've been burned in the past and you left the game for a while. This is a great time to get back in and just a reminder that nothing is forever and things, the, the universe will always correct itself. And regardless of, of what, pieces are in place there's always a way through and a way around and that's why i think what evan and ej were talking about why they're so excited is because i know how to switch lanes so and y'all can learn how to switch lanes too i'm learning how to switch lanes if i can do it you can do it uh we got a couple more messages here let's see i mean don't get me wrong i am enjoying this this wide brand new birth I think I think this is the beginning mm-hmm. of an ending of something of the old you know so I yeah. am enjoying this transitional wealth you know of knowledge that we're getting for everyone to share and I think that's what I was leading to when you were saying you know what's your opinion on the uh, the DeFi you know the decentralization market mm-hmm. I've been researching that and I think this Robin Hood thing or this whole thing within the regular Wall Street may start to make people turn to, you know, seeking knowledge on the blockchain and cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, that's why, you know, a lot of. Yeah, you know, we're talking about a lot of different platforms that's been integrating Bitcoin and, and other crypto into their payment process or all because of the fact of decentralization and also because of the fact of um, there is still a sense of um, inexpedient transaction. You know, I think that's what that's what that's what it boils down to, you know, because a lot of people think of crypto as either an investment or a payment processor. You know, there's somebody I know who for their business they use Bitcoin as a payment processor. Like they only accept Bitcoin, you know? Um, and so, but others will just take a holding of it and just let it sit for a while. You know, you can treat it several different ways, but at the end of the day, it's decentralized. There is no central control over that coin or of that currency, you know? I think that's the, the way of the world now. I think that's going to continue to evolve. Now there's Bitcoin and a couple, you know, hundred thousand, well, I'm sorry, a couple thousand other crypto now, other than Bitcoin, you know? I gave that analogy of the grace, ugly cell phone, and then now there's some smartphones. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it is now. Yeah, and the, uh, I'm so glad you brought that up, EJ, because I think for me too, when I poll around and ask people where they're at with crypto, I think most people think you can it's only the only way to invest in it is the holding investment that you're talking about but there's smart contracts there's so many other things you can do 
And that's the thing about expanding, you know, and I know that some of you listening, you're much more advanced than that, but I'm here being the voice for the newbies. <laughs> so, so there's much more things that you can do and look into and it's, it's exciting. And, you know, my, my mission, I know our mission, but why I'm so passionate about it is I want more people to get into that excited mode versus that fear mode of like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what any what anyone's talking about. Like, great, then get into it and know what it is. There's so so much that right. you can do. We got one more message here. Let's see yep. before we wrap up. Thank y'all for this podcast. Um, I am learning little by little here, and um, thank y'all for the show because I'm trying to have my money work for me yes. because I'm a single mom and I have chronic illness that kind of stops me from working so much. So the more I can learn to invest and have money coming in is great. I love that. Absolutely. Much for sharing that loopy life. I hope, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. This is yes, why we're doing this show. So just so y'all know, we're here every Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, right here on Stereo. Then we also do a 1 p.m. Clubhouse room. So if y'all are on Clubhouse, join us in that room. This is obviously more like a live podcasting kind of thing. So it's a different vibe. But then when you're in Clubhouse, you can actually interact with us. Evan is in us um, in that room with us as well. And then we have the, if you really want to dig deep and do some worksheets and some like, you know, support from the healing and the emotions perspective from me and from investing, thinking about it perspective from people like Evan and EJ, definitely join the workshop because that will be on Zoom. We're trying to really create a community of people who are on this same mission as we are to help yourselves and each other, to handhold each other, to take control of your financial future, to to feel the fear and do it anyway and take that next step. And so we'll be going through both sides of it holistically. So not just the strategies, we're not just gonna, you know, vomit strategies down your throat, especially because a lot of people aren't even there where, where they can think about that. We first have to see where you're at, where is your mindset? Where are your emotions at? Do you have um, financial failures from the past that you still need to heal from because that pain or that trauma is still informing your current decisions. Right. It's that that's really what we want to do with the workshop. So, you know, join the show every Friday morning and then our clubhouse Friday afternoons and then our workshops on Zoom is where we'll really get to roll up our sleeves and do the dirty work in together though so you won't be alone. Absolutely. I agree. I agree and because just for that reason with loopy life as well um you know i I do feel like this is meant for different genres of people for different purposes and different uses and so i would say you want to find exactly your niche in the investing world and even then just the you know and and the way you treat it as well so that's what we're here for we're here for all of that and um like amelia said you know we want to make sure that we we um are are being mindful of you know, the types of people who are wanting to get into an investment, whether it's new or even older investors, or even people who just want to understand the habits. Like, that's what we're here for. We're here to help with that. We don't want to be your common gurus or, you know, advisors on everything. We just want to help you understand the psychology and also how to implement that in your current life right now. And also celebrate with you your wins. Like, for those of you who are still waiting to make your first investment. You know, I know what that feeling was like when I just bought my first crypto or got into my first investment. It was just so exciting. And more people yes. to have that feeling and we want to celebrate right along with you. Absolutely. I want to you when, when aren't going so we'll just really create that group feeling and So I'd be here to see you again next week. We hope you the past noon. Follow us on Clubhouse. We have this certain clubs as we do here. So that's where you can find us. And then yes. and, um, your tech clash. Absolutely. Absolutely.
and I'm, I'm definitely excited. I'm excited about all of it. Oh, am I back? Yeah, you're back Did now. y'all lose yep. me for a second? Just for a second, but I can hear you now. Okay, yeah, my internet went away. So yeah, let me let me say that again. So yeah, every Friday morning we're here on Stereo, and then Friday afternoons we're on Clubhouse. And so our usernames are the same on Clubhouse as they are on Stereo. And then if you want to join the workshop, you can sign up for that at ameliafortes.com slash events. Uh, the link for that is in my Instagram as well as my clubhouse. So we hope to see you and and continue to grow this community together. Um, and as EJ said, you know, if, if you have family members, friends that you know might be interested in this, share this with them. We're better together. Any yes. last words, EJ, before we wrap up for today? I just want to say thank you to all the people who tuned in and also gave their questions and insight. Um, my brother Evan, thank you for um, Loopy Life. Thank you for Dragonfly. We appreciate all the feedback and um, look to see you all later on today on Clubhouse and um, via Zoom. And hope you have a great day. Y'all be safe. And thank you all for tuning in. All right. Take care, everybody. We, we got one more message. Hold on. Oh. Just, my, thank question. y'all for your conversation this morning. Peace, love, and harmony. Yes, Absolutely. Dragonfly. By the way, Dragonfly is one of is my top spirit totem. So when you were the first question that came up, it really warmed my heart. So I'm so glad you're here and I'll see you all soon. Thank yes. you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Financial Friday, y'all. Yeah. Enjoy your day.